Hello and welcome to the Career Changers podcast. I'm Elisa Martinic and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of the Career Changers. I'm definitely one of them. I learned from my experience that following our dreams requires courage, self-awareness and a lot of inner work. I love to discover stories of career change and share them with the world as a source of inspiration for all those who are still searching. Career changes are not a straightforward chronology written in our CVs, but the sum up of our dreams, ambitions, failures and successes. The Career Changers is an online community that aims to inspire thousands of people during their journey to self-realization. We discover and share inspirational real-life stories of career change. We inspire people that are thinking to change career. We support people that want or need to change career, but feel stuck or lacking confidence and clarity. We connect and collaborate with organizations that support career change across different industries. I believe that thinking to have only one job or career in our life is a limiting belief, unless the job or that career make us happy. Life is a journey, and with one third of our lives spent working, it would be unimaginable to not have a desire to explore new avenues. Welcome to the Career Changers podcast. Hello and welcome to the Career Changers. Our guest today is Christine Meyer, life coach, author of Keep It Simple Smarty Pants, speaker, founding member of Forbes Coaches Council. Today, we are going to discuss with Christine why everything changes when we change. Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. I didn't know what the topic of discussion was going to be, so I like, I like it. It's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it is. Pleasant so, one. Sometimes spontaneous conversation are the one that comes out better than the planned ones. Um, but usually been, for me anyway <laughs> that's good but I've been digging into your website and your LinkedIn so I try to find out some some good points and uh, I think I really like uh, this quote everything changes when we change so we have the career changers so we always talk about change and people that are looking for a change in their life so the first question is all the career changers are out there looking for a change why do we need change in our lives and in our careers? Well, I think change is inevitable in life. Change is something that naturally happens. And it's whether or not you're allowing the change to happen is a distinction that can be made. And so when you're allowing the changes that you're asking for, that your, natural, that your life is naturally asking for, Change is a consequence of your own desires and your own sifting through your life. So change is inevitable. Why do we need change? I don't think we need change. We ask for and are naturally evolving beings. So again, change is a natural consequence of that. And whether or not you're keeping up with the changes you're asking for is a different story. Mm. So as human beings, we like uh, to be in our comfort zone and uh, generally change. It, it actually takes us in a completely unknown direction. 
Um, so how it is, or if this is true in your experience as a coach as well, that generally people associate change with fear? Well, uh, fear of the unknown, fear of the uncertainty. And I think it's because people tend to imagine outcomes that don't feel good. And certainly if they, you can be adaptable to change if you understand that well-being is. If you believe that well-being is a premise that is for other people, then you would naturally be averse to change. Not naturally, you would, in a human sense, be averse to change. But if you can adapt and understand that uncertainty can be inviting and uncertainty doesn't have to feel uncomfortable, there is certainty in the knowing of who you are and that well-being is the dominant premise of the universe. And when you come at it from that perspective, then you can invite change into your experience and also go along with the change. It's kind of like if you're driving down the road, you, you might not know what's ahead 10 miles ahead, but you don't need to know what's 10 miles ahead. You get signs right when you need them and you navigate those turns and those twists or or the directions as you need them when you're on ways ways isn't telling you again more than about 2 mile range it starts to tell you there's a there's an exit take the next exit take the exit in 2 miles and then take the so you you get the information when you need it when you're receptive to it so you don't have to know what's coming what is important is to manage your thoughts and your emotions and navigate that internal journey, that internal emotional journey first, which sets you up for any changes that come. So what are the feelings or in your experience, uh, um, specific events that are triggering our need for a change in life? Um, Well, certainly experiencing something you don't want is a definite trigger for most people they bump into something that they don't want or they're living an experience that is not their preferred experience and of course uh, there there's an immediate desire for something improved for something better for something different and as evolving beings again it's in our nature to be evolving so if change isn't part of that then how would we evolve so in your experience, um, what happens inside, instead generally to people when changes uh, are forced upon us and are not a choice? What happens to people when change is enforced upon us and not a choice? Well, I guess that depends on the person. If you can adapt, if you can achieve a perspective that will allow you to experience that change easier, then you're going to have a, a, a better ride with that change. If you perceive that the change was forced upon you, like let's say you, you are um, let go from, from a job and that looks like that change was enforced upon you. It was done to you by someone else. That is a perspective that is not helpful to you. While you were, might have been fired or let go or laid off or whatever the case might be, and you, you might not think you wanted that change, 
if you can understand that everything is always a co-creation, you're never in any situation where you're not creating your own reality. Now you're playing with other people, therefore co-creating, but whatever is happening to you is also coming from you. So it's a perfect vibrational match. It's a perfect answer to wherever your vibe is. So there's nothing ever really being asserted onto you. And so it's that understanding and that foundation that's really important to moving through a situation that you might feel was done upon you where you can take charge and ownership of where your vibe really was and is. And then you can turn that around and and make it work for you instead of against you. Now, having said that, nothing is ever working against you although it might look like it is. So when we are looking for change, uh, the easiest thing is to look at the reality outside us, new opportunities, possibilities. In this digital era, especially, it seems that there is always something that uh, we must not miss out. What do you think about this? Well, I think that that you can look out there and see different opportunities. And, and I would I would recommend for people to look out there and see what's available and understand that while they're looking, they're picking information of what they like and what they don't like, and they're they're sifting through that. And from there, then it does become an inside journey. It's always an inside journey in terms of, do you believe you can have that opportunity? Do you believe that opportunities are limited? Do you believe that there's only one opportunity or do you believe that there are many opportunities, endless opportunities for you? Is the ship always coming in? There's a belief, a, a, a pretty popular belief out there in the world that, that you know, if the ship has sailed, you've, you've missed it. And I want to introduce into the conversation that there's always another ship coming and another, another ship coming. So opportunities are plenty, but it is truly what you believe and think about those opportunities. If you think that there are more or there are, they are singular. And, and so your mood and attitude and beliefs about it and expectations, what do you expect? Do you expect things to be difficult or easy? Do you expect that there are too many candidates for, for the position you're perhaps applying for? Or do you expect that, how do you feel about your skills? How do you feel about the opportunity? How do you feel about it all? So it's always, it's gotta come back to how do you feel about it? Yeah, and then definitely uh, when based on how, how we see the, our uh, external reality, then uh, is um, we, we choose a certain type of behavior. So then uh, the behavior we choose may be more or less effective based on that. Right, and, and also I'd like to add, when you're living a reality that, that you like, then, then and you're finding a, appreciation consistent, frequent appreciation or satisfaction with where you are, that truly is the best way to make a move from where you are to someplace else. If there's a misunderstanding that if I'm someplace where I don't want to be, again, career, in a career that I don't want, don't like, have gotten tired of, that, that keeps you vibrationally away from what you have asked for that you desire in terms of change and improvements. So where you are, the reality of it can't be so dominant in your perspective and so dominant in your thoughts and feelings about where you're going. Otherwise, you will stay where you are or you'll take an action and take another job or apply for another job and get it, but not much will change. You, you 
the fastest and easiest way to continue moving forward through change and toward more of what you want is to find satisfaction and appreciation consistently about right where you are. So uh, we mentioned before that uh, generally people when are looking for change, they look at what is outside them. So what is the most probable outcome if we change the situation outside outside us, but there is no change inside? I, I think I kind of answered that. If there's no change, if there's no change inside, then you 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 take you with you and you bump into yourself again. And so you must, again, do the inside work of, of bringing your belief into the, the range of your desire and, and activate more of what you want and prefer and like about where you might be going and, or, and also primarily where you are because otherwise you're going to take your moods and attitudes with you and you're going to rendezvous with the same people that you didn't, same sort of people that you didn't like, similar situations. Your boss might still be somebody that you don't really jive with and so on. So you take you with you. And that's why the inside job is the, the more important job than the outside job, really. And you've got to get good with you. You've got to align, like I said, align your beliefs, align your expectations with more of your desires. And then you can feel called toward, you can feel inspired toward that change versus running away from what is and what you don't like. If you're running away from anything, you're taking it with you because your vibe the universe does not respond to no. The universe only responds to the vibe, the output, that the broadcast that you're putting out there. And whether it's a no or a yes, it is heard, it is received as the same. So you've got to know whether you're, you're more focused on what you don't want and don't like and hate and are so tired about or more about what you do want what you do like right where you are, understanding that you don't want to stay where you are. Satisfaction with where you are does not make you stuck. Satisfaction with where you are allows you to move forward. So uh, why everything changes when we actually change at the end inside? Well, because you are your own point of attraction, right? You can't, you can't ever escape that. Your thoughts attract. That's where it starts. And how you feel lets you know what you're in the process of, of attracting. And if you, if you feel like, you, if you think you can cover up how, what that vibration is with your words, you can't. The universe, again, responds to your vibration, to your output. And so when you change, when you shift how you feel, that's your first indicator of understanding that you have shifted your point of attraction. And so when you change, then everything has to change because you have changed and you are your own point of attraction. So now everything that you're attracting has to change. It just has to. But if you pretend that you feel a certain way when you feel something else, then you'll continue rendezvousing and having the, the manifestations, the, the experiences that pretty much feel how you feel. So you have to change 
find a way to change your mood and attitude and perspectives so that it affects how you feel. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, but your experience changed uh, um, in your own life. Uh, how and when did you start thinking about becoming a coach? Oh, uh, that was 20 years ago already. Um, <laughs> Uh, how, how and when, how? Well, I think that I had always, as a young child, I remember, you know, wanting to be a vet and wanting to do all of the things that, that were kind of caretaking and caring for animals or people. And over the course of, of growing up, people used to come to me and talk to me and so on. And so um, I was in business, like a proper brick and mortar business, uh, selling fence uh, was my last um, uh career. And I went to a personal development seminar and discovered life coaching. I'd never heard of it before, had no idea what it was, but I was sitting in my chair and I felt like I, I must have jumped out of my chair. I didn't, but I felt like I must have jumped out of my chair when I heard about it. And that was that for me. That was that I, I went through the training and went through the, you know, I was coached and had explored personal development since I was young uh, in an effort to fix myself because I thought I was there must be something wrong with me which is a, which is a popular belief and uh, then only to discover that there was really nothing wrong with me and I didn't have to fix myself so I've dedicated my life to empowering others really because I felt at some point uh, disempowered. Mm. What challenges did you have to overcome to transition your career? Um, honestly, not many. Uh, I was so, I, the, the challenges that you overcome really are representative of how much resistance you have in the mix. And I didn't have a whole lot of resistance to changing that to changing that and, and going toward what I was being called. I felt it so strongly that in my mind, I didn't have any contradictions or very few anyway, not enough to get in the way of it. So my transition was quite, quite easy and, and seamless. It seemed, you know, I don't think that any of us are born or destined to be or do anything. It is our choice. Once we are born, we, we get to sift through life and decide those things. And, but if I could, say that I would say I feel like I was born to do that, to do to do what I'm doing and so there really was it was just ease it was just ease throughout and over the course of time I've been in business for 20 years that's not to say that I always had the number of clients that I wanted or the 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 income that I wanted or 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 not everything was completely in place right off the bat but it's understanding that it was an evolution. And, and as I started my business and was in the business, I could identify certainly things that I preferred or wanted more of and wanted less of. And so I think that when you understand it's a whole journey and it doesn't have to come all at once, then, then you settle in and, and you're in for the ride. Mm. So we often forget how each of us with our choices can have a positive impact uh, in the world. How do you feel your career change has made the world a better place? Well, I hope that for the people that I've coached, it's made a better, it's made the world a better place. I, I, I hope that the influence that I've had on, on guiding people toward their own 
guidance toward their own answers, toward understanding what their guidance is, toward understanding what their emotions are and how their thoughts create, I would hope that it has certainly had a positive impact on those people who are then affecting the people that I coach are leaders and influencers in their own realm and and have legacies that they either want to build or legacies that have been left to them so and and they are carrying it on so in that in the work that I do it's it's influential toward their perspectives and their mindset and how they lead other people for sure and and not only lead other people but influence other people and their relationships with other people. In your experience, how important is to find our life purpose and how can having a life purpose change our professional lives? I think the whole concept of life purpose gives you focus. And I would say that that is the most important element of that definition, life purpose. I like to think of life purpose as not so much a destiny or some mission, but more of a day-to-day, moment-to-moment experience of yourself and of your life. And so to me, the most important life purpose is to feel good. The most important life purpose is to understand that you have the ability to think and feel and choose and that you are empowered to do so. And that truly is the most important role you could ever play because as you sift through your own life and think and feel and choose, you are also expanding the whole universe. And to me, that's really, really important. And that doesn't have to translate into changing the world. That doesn't have to translate into into affecting millions of life. Can you be satisfied and can, can you continue to find satisfaction with your own life and make it purposeful in terms of what is meaningful to you. Yeah, and sometimes, uh, I mean, we talk about changing the world, but sometimes changing the world doesn't mean changing the whole world or millions of lives, but sometimes it's actually have a positive impact on the people that are around us by being happier and more fulfilled. And it could be even uh, our families or our friends or our neighborhood, our community. Exactly. And it it doesn't have to, you know, if you, if you can feel, if you can feel your own alignment, if you can feel your own connection to your own soul, and you radiate that out into the world, you're a benefit to anyone who meets you truly, or anyone that you think about, or any subject that you put attention to. So what, what better purpose or career could there be than making how you feel very, very important to you and then doing what's inspired from there, whether that be talk to one person today or talk to millions. So why are we often scared to ask for guidance and what difference can make having someone to guide us in the right direction? I think there's been um, messages throughout our humanity that that help is asking for help perhaps is a sign of weakness and nobody wants to be weak and there is also sort of an innate understanding that we are wired to have our own guidance we have a soul that we can connect to or not our soul is always paying attention to us it never withdraws attention from us. 
but it's up to us whether we le let that attention in or not. And so I think that innately we understand that the only help in air quotes here, we need guidance we need is truly between that relationship between you and your soul as humans who are integrated into society and we communicate with each other, that communication is much easier to pick up on because you and I are speaking right now and we're using words to communicate. And so, so, and we are born into a world where we have people looking after us, whoever those people might be. And so it's this trend, it's this placement in life, in the human life that has us then sort of assume that our guidance comes from other people, okay? So having said that, when you reach out for help, I think it's a good thing. When people reach out for help, it's a good thing because what they're acknowledging is really in perhaps not with these words, but I'm feeling so resistant really to my own guidance to my own soul connection that I can't quite tune into it right now. And a human being is easier for me to hear in this situation. And or you get yourself in the woods, in the middle of the woods, and you can't see the, you know, the saying, you can't see the forest through the trees. It's when you've spent time creating stories in your mind based on some of the experiences that you've had over the course of your lifetime and you've come to beliefs about certain things and perspectives, and you've, you've got a practiced habit of, of thought around something, a belief, an expectation, so on. O or the people around you have shown you, told you certain things that you've believed. When you get into a situation like that and you're reaching for change, it can be very challenging to imagine a different reality, to believe something different, to expect something different than what you've had all along. So that's where asking for help or employing a coach or reaching towards someone who can help you see that forest through the trees, grab the bigger picture and help you understand some things about who you truly are. Yeah, it's really important. And I think another person can also mirror us in some ways when maybe at times we are not capable of seeing ourselves <laughs> right and i and i i think that if when you choose selectively who you ask for guidance from and if they can reflect to you the power that you have in your own being the answers that you have within yourself not that they have all of the answers not that they know what's best for you they might have some clarity about what they think is best for you. But if they can continually be reflecting to you who you truly are, not who you are in your diminished capacity here and now, then gigantic steps forward happen. Yeah, I think that's beautiful what you say, that if they can reflect the power that is in you, um, because sometimes, um, I guess, when we become adults, especially depending on, on the type of jobs or roles that we cover, um, it's not that easy that we get, uh, I mean, we can get recognized, but maybe, as we said before, it's more like a sort of uh, external recognition that doesn't really maybe um, allow us to, to connect with what is our real potential 
And sometimes we need someone to help us to remind us uh, that we are actually capable probably for a lot more than what we are doing. Right. And your source of power is internal. Your source of power is not out there. And so looking for it again, yes, turn to the humans that you know will provide you with the knowing that you have inside of you that you've temporarily forgotten, but don't look outside of you for validation or, or, or accolades, because that's not where it comes from. If you don't find it within yourself, then there's no amount of fame or wealth or accolades or acknowledgements or appreciation that comes from other people that will ever satisfy you. Yes, that can be helpful for sure. That can help a little bit in getting you out of your own way to seeing who you truly are. And at some point you have to find it within yourself and give it to yourself to give it to yourself. So what type of advice would you give to anyone along their path to self-realization? Oh gosh, that's a big question. Um, (laughs) That's a really big question. So, uh, Along the path to self-realization, and I'll add empowerment, self-empowerment to that, um, self-realization, in my opinion, happens in a, it, it's, it's not a static moment. You, you're not self-realized and then you stay forever self-realized. From my perspective, self-realization happens in those moments when I'm connected to viewing my world from the same vibrational frequency that my my soul is i'm joining the the broadest part of me the highest frequency of myself and i am feeling fully self actualized and realized in those moments because i'm feeling the fullness and empowerment of who i am you see and so 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 to answer your question self realization in my opinion is a moment to moment to moment to moment to moment thing and if you're in alignment and feeling that connection between you and you 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 feel full of yourself and you feel empowered and you feel joyful and you feel content and you feel a range of positive feeling emotions and when you're not in connection with allowing that connection then you feel a diminished version of all of those emotions you you feel anywhere from frustrated to, to depressed and angry and, and all of those things. And so number one, understand that from my perspective, self-actualization is a moment to moment thing. It's not an end goal. It's, it's not a once and done thing. It's a, it's a constant reconnection and connection and managing that connection for yourself. Secondly, to understand what that is, you do need to understand that you have a soul that you do have a non-physical part of you that is uh, energy and that that matters. Secondly, you have to understand that your emotions are important. And the reason why is because they let you know how you're managing that connection, how you're managing that relationship between you and your soul. And your emotions are everything about that. Everything about that. They're usually not about what other people think, what people think they are about. And, and secondly, that, or thirdly, actually, is that reality is created from you. Reality doesn't happen to you. It is created from you. And I think those three simple, very simple 
foundations are what you want to remind yourself, what you need to know. You need to know three things. Like I said in my book, you need to know three things. And with those three things, I think you, you need to know that's, that's really all you ever need to know and apply it and practice it. Hmm. So uh, self-realization is a big, big topic. Uh, let's make it a little bit uh, smaller. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone looking to change their career, uh, but they, they are, don't have uh, too much clarity on how to start? Well, as I mentioned earlier, uh, find ways to appreciate, well, number one, why do you want to change your career? Identify why. And then find once you've identified why you want to change your career, look at what you've, I would suggest writing it down, look at what you've written and decipher it. Identify whether you're, you want to change your career for the most part because you hate where you are or you want to change your career because you feel called toward something else. But there's, there's this little fine line in there. It's like, well, I want to change my career because I want to move to something else, but usually the reason is because I hate where I am. I feel stalled. I feel stale. I feel uh, unappreciated, underappreciated, so on, so on, so on. So number one, identify why you want to change your career. Number two, look at what you've written, write it down, look at what you've written and identify for yourself and be honest with yourself because this is ownership. You need to own how you feel. Really identify and own how you feel about it, whether you're trying to run from what you are what currently experiencing and where you are or whether you are feeling called and inspired and excited and eager for changes and eager for all of these things. So those two things. And then after that, then once you've identified where you are, then do something about how you feel about it. If the dominant, your dominant awareness is of where you are and how much you don't like it and can't wait to get out of there, I will tell you right now, it'll be a long time coming before you make any positive changes in the direction of what you want. You'll, you might change jobs, but it'll be mediocre. It won't be really what you want. So you have to find a way to start focusing, be determined to focus in a way that feels better than you have been. Be determined to find positive aspects or things that you like about where you are or the people where you are. And if you can't, then, then put less airtime on what you don't like about where you are and put more airtime on what you want to be creating. And that really is that, that really is it. And then when, once you've done that, you'll know that you've spent more time on the side of the scale of what you want, because things in your, not only first clue is that you'll feel better. You'll feel less resistant to your current place you'll find more happiness and satisfaction with where you are. And that's really the operative word. Find a way to be satisfied with where you are in whatever way you can be. And once you do that and you're there consistently, then things have to change, period. Things have to change. You're either going to get a job offer or someone will tell you about something or you'll feel an inspiration to go someplace. Or, the, I mean, the ways that things can unfold are unlimited our brains can only imagine so many things, but the ways that things can unfold are unlimited. So that re it's really about getting your vibrational output managed so that you, it matches more of what your desires are than what you're trying to run away from or what your current conditions are. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. 
And uh, we are approaching the end of this uh, very insightful episode. And thank you so much for sharing your experience, your wisdom. Uh, there is so much uh, to think about. Um, so if anyone would like to get in touch with you, uh, where and how they can find you? Uh, my website is christinemeyercoaching.com. I'm on Instagram, sort of, occasionally, uh, Christine Meyer Coaching. And I'm on LinkedIn, Christine Meyer Coaching. I kept it very simple. That is my one of my mottos. I'm everywhere you can find me. It's Christine Meyer Coaching. <laughs> Thank you. And my book is on Amazon. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we want to mention your book. I think I mentioned it in an introduction, but we can uh, mention it again. Keep it simple, smarty pants. <laughs> Thank you. So we have one last question yes. um, that we asked to all the guests on the Career Changes podcast. If you could give yourself a piece of advice, what would you say to your younger self? Um, everything's always working out for you, no matter how it looks. Chill out. Don't check too soon. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> Well, thank you, Christine, for joining us today and sharing your uh, um, wisdom and also your inspirational career change story with us. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. <laughs> and the last message for our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in next week for a new inspirational episode of The Career Changers. Thank you, Christine, again. Thank you so much. Thank you.